Energy is shifting and we are living in an incredibly transformative time. Warmest welcome to Check the Energy, a podcast dedicated to new paradigm perspectives on navigating life energetically. This is especially helpful for those of you who are energy sensitive or becoming more so. We'll explore all sorts of topics, all designed to cultivate your vitality, create community, and build a new paradigm. What we're after here is to strengthen the foundation of who you are, what you're here to do, and how you can consciously participate in creating the new. So glad you're here. I'm your host, Vanessa Smith. Let's go. Today, we are going to talk about consciousness, and I can't think of a better person to talk about consciousness with than Aaron. Aaron is a huge inspiration to me for, for someone that is so uh, lit up, like me personally, so lit up about consciousness, how consciousness is shifting, and just has have always had a love for understanding how we think about things and and um, sort of the larger context that we exist within. And I find myself, every time I tune into what Aaron has to say, just expanded even more. My perspective really opens up in a brand new way. And it also confirms these truths that I hold so close to my own heart. So really grateful and glad that I'm having this conversation with Aaron today. That's a, a big lead in. I could say so much more about her, but I'm going to go ahead and have her introduce herself. And Erin, just please share a little bit about how you got into um, consciousness and, and how your path kind of led you to where you are now. Wow. Yeah, I'm smiling so big. That was so kind. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So how I got into consciousness. Um, uh, well, I'll say for the first like half of my life, I don't think I was even aware of like consciousness beyond um, like the belief that consciousness, like you were either conscious or not, you know, kind of the way that Western medicine sees consciousness. We don't really know a lot about it. This like mystery kind of about it. Um, but I love a mystery. And um, my journey is part of why I am a consciousness guide now or why I call myself that. And it has to do with the fact that I got uh, very sick, uh, like a while back, I had a very different life. I had a career in the defense industry and, um, I had lots of, from like an old paradigm perspective, lots of things that should make me very happy, but I was not, I was very, um, out of alignment, I suppose is a good way to say it. And so my journey has been this, um, kind of like triumph of moving from like a disempowered, like really physically ill place to one of health and vitality and healing. Um, and to me, through that, I've learned that like consciousness is just the root of all healing. And um, yeah, and just has changed the way that I view the world and navigate the world. And uh, now I spend my time trying to um, find different fun ways of talking about how our physical bodies are just tools for us to experience physical reality and how we are so much more than our body. Um, and that is our, our body is just like a tool for experiencing physical reality. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so this is interesting to me. Say more about this. And I, I have to ask because we were talking earlier today and both of us were having some uh, expressions, uh, different expression, <laughs> physical expressions, um, and experiencing like physical reality in kind of an uncomfortable way. We each had different ways that that was showing up for us. So tell me more about how consciousness is connected to the body and how we are using the body or how we can use the body as, as a, a tool. And I would also say, a catalyst to expand your perspective in addition to the, the healing that we can um, create for ourselves when we intentionally work with our body as a consciousness tool. Yeah, absolutely. I always say uh, these days that like our body is a feedback system. It's constantly giving us feedback about our environment. Um, and like into that effect like food is information about our environment and I, I tend to see all of our physical reality as kind of like an energy hologram like everything is tied into each other like we're just big balls of rainbow light walking around bumping into other balls of rainbow light um, and like that is actually reality but we are our consciousness is being housed in this physical sort of dense plane, this three-dimensional plane that um, it makes it a little bit harder, right, to, to see those things. We only have five physical senses, or at least that's what we're taught, with which to experience the world. Um, but really, um, I guess the consciousness piece comes into connecting back to our heart um, and our soul, really, and that multidimensional being that is the truth. That is the reality. We are much larger than our physical bodies. Um, and maybe larger is not the best word, but, uh, yeah, that's how I tend to see it. And that makes life like a lot more fun sometimes viewing reality that way, but it also can be really hard when, um, the energies that we technically can't perceive are showing up in our physical body as, um, stress, they manifest as different things, right? There's like a, there's a relationship between our mind and our psyche and, um, like our physical body and, and how we perceive what is illness or what is actually healing. You know, most of the time when we're sick, we're actually in a state of healing, um, which is not necessarily like, um, like a mainstream thought at the moment, but I think we're moving to a place where our consciousness could perceive that as fact. And it would, definitely change uh, the way we navigate the world, probably. And I would think it would change our relationship to our bodies and our life experience overall, because yeah, yeah. I find often, I, I know at least, well, in my observation of working with so many people over the years, but also in my own um, personal experience of navigating a variety of, of ups and downs with my physical health and well-being. And if you don't have the consciousness or the understanding and perspective to see that your body is in a healing process, that you're, that there's an intelligence to your design and mm -hmm. that your body is always working to reestablish, uh, from my energetic perspective, like a, a sense of harmony, right? A harmonic, yes. a harmonic frequency. And so the body is always doing its best and depending on whatever is moving through, 
uh, your system, whether it's, you know, <laughs> poison from the food that you ate or, or uh, you know, something that you're just releasing from your system that you held on for too long, a particular thought or belief or, um, you know, whatever it is, we, we hold a lot of that density in our, in our physicality and our energetic field. And we don't even realize that that is... Um, kind of suppressing our expression and slowing us down as we move through the world. And, and I just remember being younger and having such a uncomfortable variety of like physical imbalances and not understanding how to have more of um, a respect and a relationship with my body and understand that my body was doing its best to restore itself and to restore a sense of healing and to be more, in conscious partnership with that experience. And instead I was like, oh, you know, that disempowered state you were talking about, that feeling mm -hmm. like a victim or that feeling like there's nothing that I can do about it. And that really is what the the mainstream medical model is based on. It's like you defer your authority to somebody else to give you a diagnosis and then to tell you what to do to fix it. Like you yes. are a problem to be fixed versus you are... Um, you know, an incredibly intelligently designed system that is always working to restore a sense of harmony. And I will say one more thing, and I and then I'll turn it back over to you. I remember when I was in graduate school, my favorite class out of all the classes that I took, I loved so many of them. It was in holistic health education that I got my graduate degree in. But my favorite class was called Paradigms of Consciousness. And it had never been presented to me in such a format that how we go through these developmental phases uh, around consciousness and what's possible and how we perceive reality and how we perceive ourselves and the continued expansion of that really opened up this whole new way of operating in the world and always had me thinking what's what's next like what's coming next what are we evolving into next and so that seed plan for me helped navigate those physical imbalances i was experiencing in in my body and say what other ways can i view this situation and even if i didn't have the answer at that moment just asking the question was this catalyst for shifting my own consciousness. And, and then I felt like my body had room to breathe. It's like, ah, it's like the power of a good question, right? You hear another question or you hear another perspective and it's like your whole body just like releases and take, takes this deep breath. And it's in that that we, we start to feel the acceleration of of the healing take place oh, yeah totally and it's so funny that like the power of hearing the question doesn't actually elicit more words it's so funny because it's just like a knowing like there's just like this feeling where you're just like ah oh, that I now I know the answer I know the truth I don't even have to say it and it's because the human experience I really believe is like completely shifting like I really I feel like there will be a time in the future, maybe I'll be alive for it or not, but like maybe humans won't even use words to speak, right? Like it's just like there's so much shifting so quickly um, and it's so exciting to think about what we could be evolving into 
um, because of the advancements that we're making, like in like this quantifiable scientific world, but also in this spiritual world, like it's all just rapidly moving and you are totally spot on. It's like, there's this like, um, it's just natural law, right? Like our body is only ever trying to keep us alive. That's its job. It's always trying to reach this state of homeostasis. And so um, it's this like expansion of our consciousness is really reconnecting us with that like innate intelligence that exists in nature, right? It goes back to that whole thing. Like you don't have to tell an acorn how to grow into an oak tree. Like it just knows. We don't have to tell babies how to grow. Like we just know. And humans are just so, so funny. Like we've really removed ourselves from nature and these natural cycles. And so um, reconnecting with that kind of puts us closer to this like innate intelligence. And I think that's part of what, um, I don't know, is going to be part of what advances us. It's just getting over this hump of like being uncomfortable. Like humans, we really also just like don't like being uncomfortable. And so that's part of why we've created the systems that we've created, I think, right? Like any type of, you know, when you get the flu, what's the first thing you do? You reach for all the meds to subdue the fever and to, you know, put all the coughing and all this stuff, you know, but really that's our body's like very intelligently designed mechanism to purge after we've been exposed to poison or whatever, what, you know, you want to think about it as, but yeah, what you said was spot on. I totally agree. So, so what do you think would be the catalyst for those that perhaps uh, are in the position where they think, there could be something different, but they don't know what, like what sparks a consciousness shift actually is the question. What sparks a consciousness shift for those that are either feeling stuck in disempowered victim mode? Um, you know, does there need to be a startling type of awakening experience for them? Or like, what are some different ways that we can provide for other people um, that consciousness shift? You know, uh, this feels like really cliche of me because I talk about it all the time, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. it, it always goes back to love for me. Like it, it really comes down to like love and what that looks like. It's always rooted in love. Like what is the most loving thing? Because, um, I don't know, I, I go out into nature and I just feel so held and loved. And, and that's kind of, I think like the, the shift if we love ourselves, if we feel loved by others, however you want to look like, sometimes it's going to look like a big rock bottom, right? That sometimes is the most loving thing that can happen to expand our awareness. Sometimes it can look like being met in our pain with a loving person, right? Someone in front of us who says, I understand maybe what else is possible, right? Like what else is possible here is like the most loving way we can like look at the world. I just see through everything through this lens of love and it, you can do it for yourself. Right. And sometimes that's what we, what we do. And that's what I did. It's like, I had to look in the mirror and like figure out what's the most loving thing for myself in this moment. And it wasn't going back and beating my head against the wall to convince the doctors that I wasn't faking my pain or, um, you know, like squeezing myself to fit into a, a mold that obviously didn't feel very good. Not really. And getting really super honest about like, what is it that I want? And all of that is like rooted in love. So I think, I mean, I could like talk a long time about this, but, and it does feel really uh, cliche just cause it's like, oh, love, but love doesn't always look the way that we've been like programmed to believe, right? It's not all sunshine and unicorns and roses. Sometimes it looks like 
um, healing in that way. Does that answer your question? Totally. And and also I would say love looks like boundaries Yeah, and it looks like speaking up for yourself and uh, it looks like self-care and it looks like being uh, radically responsible for your life, you know, when it, when it's really hard to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. If we hit those moments where we're feeling super challenged, even just one small act of being very responsible about maybe what you're eating or what you're thinking or, you know, when you're sleeping or just anything that puts this, <clears throat> I want to say, anchor into the the ground around you. It's like you're creating this very solid and beautiful energetic protection or vortex of love when you take a stand for yourself. And, and I find it interesting. And I think this is related to the idea of how we've been programmed to think about love and also just programmed to think about anything in general is there's this expectation of how you're supposed to be and behave with other people and how they're supposed to be and behave with you. But if you like really break it down to the very basic premise that you've suggested, which is like, how can I be with myself and be with other people in a loving way? That pretty much (laughs) covers everything, right? You know, it's like maybe love in this moment with this person is drawing a boundary and walking away. Yes. And, or maybe it's speaking up and sharing what your truth is, no matter if you fear their judgment or you fear their response, you, you stay true and honor, you know, what's coming up for you in that moment. Right. So it can look like so many different things. And I, I, I think that's uh, really the foundation of the, of the consciousness shift that we're in. It was interesting. The other day I was, I was laying down to sleep and I was completely like very ready for, for bed that particular day. And I kept hearing only love exists. And I kept hearing it over and over again. And I I saw my mind picking these different scenarios that would demonstrate, you know, how is this loving? Like, what about this situation? Or what about this story that's going on in, in the world at large? You know, how does that fall under the category of love? And because our brain does that, right? It looks for the evidence of whatever it is that we've been programmed to believe, which I think is one of the reasons it's so powerful to track your experience of what is working rather than default to the program of what isn't working. And in that moment, even though my brain came up with all of these different scenarios that didn't, you know, quote, look like love, I went into how could it look like love? Like, how could this be transformed by love? How could I have a loving response to it? What would love do in this situation? And all of those questions completely changed how, how I want to say limited my brain was perceiving the statement because it's, it's so funny how we react and we resist statements, beliefs as human beings. Like we hear something that's outside of our default reality and we, we go, wait, you know, like that's not true. That's not possible. That doesn't jive with my reality. And we, we start to immediately fight that because we'd have to, to entertain a new belief or thought system or 
you know, potential reality, it requires us to evaluate what we know to be true. And as we do that, we, our system kind of naturally recalibrates, and then we would need to change things. You know, it's like the people crave change, and then they simultaneously resist it. And that's why I like having the consciousness conversation or talking about energy and spirituality is because it creates this larger a larger context to exist within rather than yeah. doing this ping pong back and forth mental emotional yada yada that we do right you go whoa wait a minute there is there is more to this conversation yeah let me totally. see what that is yeah, it's definitely the programming, but also this like perception of safety, right? Like that our brain is constantly just trying to keep us safe and like that's its job. And so if we've only or mostly known like chaos or instability, like that's going to feel safe to your brain. And so your brain, when it hears new information, like the cognitive bias, like the dissonance, I mean, is going to like pop in and just totally freak out and be like, whoa, wait a minute, My I'm witnessing something in reality that's like going against a belief that I have. And that belief might be rooted in trying to keep you safe. And so keeping us small, keeping us sick, keeping us disempowered. It's not even so much, you know what I mean? Like I'm just constantly looking for ways to like not blame external, <laughs> like anything outside of myself, because that feeling of radical responsibility, kind of like you talked about before is so liberating. And it's just, it's freeing. I mean, it's, it's a big undertaking, but it's, it goes back again to this like unity consciousness, which is what we're moving towards, right? Remembering that we are all actually connected and linked and that is love. Um, yeah, completely, totally. So then tell me if you're in this state where shifting your belief and expanding your consciousness creates a sense of feeling unsafe, to do so, how mm. do you cultivate safety? Mm. That's funny because I feel like I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like creating the safety was part of how I've created so many shifts in my own life. Um, but I still, it still feels kind of like elusive to me. There's this reprogramming that happens because I, I view like my body as a computer. I used to work um, in software and do a lot of Uh, coding and things like that. And so thinking of my body as like this piece of hardware and my thoughts and all of that are like the operating system, I can like put in new code. Um, And sometimes it's like a matter of kind of like training certain types of dogs. Like some dogs are really easy to train because they pick information up really quickly. You have to be careful because they'll learn bad habits really quickly if you enforce them. But like our brains kind of sometimes take on information really easily. And sometimes you need to like really um, lay it in there, I guess. And so it's just a matter of like putting in the new code, feeding it new code. Um, and then that manifests as our physical reality. Um, it's, it's usually like a zoomed out way, one way of looking at it, I guess, because reality is a reflection of what's going on inside of us, I think. And so, yeah. Um, checking your own vibration, checking your own internal landscape and and staying on top of it. I mean, it's like a minute to minute job sometimes, especially in the beginning. At least that's what I found. That was my experience. (laughs) Uh, Hour to hour, just feeding new code. And the code is always like in the beginning. uh, Yeah. Like, I love you. Just kind of like what we're talking like in this moment, what's the most loving thing? And, And then, yeah, baby steps, making small promises and keeping them to yourself. Like, this time I did this, that's okay. And next time I'm going to 
do that and and then you know snowballs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's very much paying attention to your own thoughts and your own behavior to so. ca- to to catch yourself in the moment and it reminds me there's a statement that one of my mentors gave me it it's in this moment i am safe mm. and uh, she said, you know, repeat it as much as you want, as much as you need to in any given moment. But there's this, um, you know, I, I, I think like any moment really gives us the opportunity to bring our presence and to pay attention to how we're interfacing with reality. Like we oh, can yeah. pay attention to our body and see do we feel relaxed? Do we feel constricted? Is it in a certain area? Did something just happen? internally or externally that triggered a sense of unsafe, you know, yeah. a lack of safety in me. Um, but if you wanted to inquire more, you could certainly say, what was this connected to and do a deeper healing and integration process for yourself. But I right. think just developing the um, noticing, the noticing of what's shifting for you and if you're feeling any sense of resistance or constriction and then simply saying in this moment I am safe right and that I found also has that that compounding you know sort of momentum associated with it it was so simple yet so liberating and again it creates this physical response in the body where the body just relaxes There's got to be some link between the consciousness, you know, sort of like the mental consciousness. I tend to associate like the mind with consciousness, but the truth is it lives in the cells of our body. It lives in the energetic field that we exist within. It's within it, it, it's around it, it's above it. But I mean, it's, yeah, like it is everything, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it is sort of like the, the, the energetic connection thread between everything is the consciousness and so Mm -hmm. when when you think about it from that perspective it really at least for me helps me to have more compassion for myself in the moment and also more compassion for other people because the consciousness I think it's this invisible field well it's energetically there I can see it but it appears to be this invisible field (laughs) between myself and other people and yet there's a an energetic connection there, which means that I could be affected by what other people are mm. thinking and feeling and the stories that they're replaying in their head and, you know, how they're holding their body in that moment, especially as somebody who, you know, is energy sensitive and is an empath and picks these things up. But also, I can very intentionally participate in the energy that I'm sending out. So if I'm curating my thoughts, if I'm making sure to hold my body in physical alignment and I'm just doing my own part, it's it's sort of the, I want to say the next level expression of of trying to be a role model, right? We, we yeah. think of this idea of like, how can we be a role model? How can we embody, you know, more of the truth of who we are in the world so we can just, we think of people as, observing that from a physical perspective but when you observe it from an energetic unconscious perspective we really are kind of just passing that energy along because the consciousness and the energy is is connecting us with everything everything we pass by so 
it's it's I don't to me it's just so fascinating to walk through the world knowing that I'm both a receiver and a giver of consciousness and of energy and yeah. to think about how I want to um, intentionally use that. I'm going to say power, but that's because I'm a Scorpio and I think about power all the time. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. It would be it, more loving too. It's like, that's the most loving thing, right? Like you, there are so many reasons we look out into the world and like, we have literally every reason to feel unsafe, truly. But on a quantum level, like we are all so connected. I mean, we are, there's like, evidence that your vibratory state, like the thing that is being emitted from your heart, which is an electromagnetic frequency can actually affect like thousands of people, like in your area, like potentially, if you are on a subconscious level, choosing to feel safe, despite whatever chaos is swirling in the world. I mean, I can't think of anything more loving. Like if you truly are doing that, like you could literally raise the vibration of everyone around you. And that, yeah, I just, talk about power. Hello. Yeah, we are powerful. I love it. I love that too. So yeah. much love. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna sit here and talk about love. Really? Um, yeah. Um, you know, I think that's actually a really beautiful note to end on. Me unless too. you want to add anything else to the conversation about consciousness. No, I just want to say I love you so much. And I could talk to you all day. This is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in today. If you want to know more about Aaron, and I really actually implore you to know more about Aaron <laughs> is go check the description box on this um, and find out her links or you can go to eringuzelman.com you can see how to spell that on the website and then as you know you can find me on vasmith.com for all things energy and then some so thanks again Aaron, for joining me today and we will talk again soon <laughs>